a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Smith, and excited to be here recording live today at the Kentucky Telecom Association annual meeting here in Lexington, Kentucky. We have just wrapped up lunch where we heard a a very informative speaker, and I am uh, very delighted to have her on the podcast. This is uh, Kentucky State Representative Diane St. Ange. It's a great privilege to have you with us today, Diane. Well, thank you much uh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I believe you represent the uh, 63rd District. I do. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about where that is in the state and the makeup of your district. Sure. So the 63rd district is in northern Kentucky, and it's uh, 80% of my constituents are from Kenton County and 20% from Boone County. Um, we divide up uh, that area amongst a number of other legislators um, on the representative level, and then, of course, we have our senators as well. So it has um, parts of... You may have heard of Fort Mitchell, um, Edgewood, Lakeside Park, a little bit of um, Park Hills, Villa Hills, uh, Crescent Springs. So we have a number of number of areas up there. Great. And I believe this is your third term? Yes, it is. Fifth year. House. Just finished the fifth session, this last 2017 session. Mm-hmm. Great. Now tell us what you do when you're not uh, representing uh, folks in Frankfurt. Is there a time that I'm not representing folks, <laughs> either uh, in Frankfurt or up home? Um I, I'm an attorney, um, and uh, but I, I haven't practiced in the last two or three years. I did immigration law before, but honestly, this um, our, our legislature is considered part-time, um, but it really is a full-time job in many, many of our areas, and uh, especially up in northern Kentucky, it is, and I just uh, didn't have the time to put in that I would need to kind of a perfectionist and if I can't do the law and be able to sleep at night I don't want to do that and I can't don't want to do this and not do a good job at this either so I'm really doing this pretty much full-time yeah there's uh, that's a misnomer of a part-time legislator at a state level isn't it oh well, absolutely it is yeah well um the reason we, um, the main thing we want to focus on today and talk with you about is a, uh, an, a new committee assignment. You are chairing a committee that has just been set up this session that is the uh, House Small Business and Information Technology Committee. Uh, tell us about what that committee is charged with. Well, it's very, that is very exciting. Um, we have, uh, this is, as you said, a new committee, and uh, pretty much it covers the, the gamut of small businesses, issues that may be coming um, before small businesses, um, as well as information technology, which extends from the telecom to um, internet security to all sorts of other peripheral businesses that um, have a have um, some stance in in this field. It's um, very exciting because it now gives a home to small businesses in Frankfurt um, and to the information technology sector, also in to have that uh, home in Frankfurt and to be able to act as a voice for those people. Um, to the legislators and to our communities back home. Uh, so it's important to uh, be able to be up to date on what's going on. And by that, I mean, I have to have people letting me know what's affecting them. So then I can talk about that. They can talk about that. We can um, communicate with other legislators and then discuss that in, in uh, meetings at home as well. So. And who is on that committee with you? 
So we have um, representatives on that committee um, that are, uh, it's a bipartisan, so we have uh, Republicans and Democrats on that committee, and they are, have been assigned to that committee. That's how we, we do this in uh, in Frankfurt. You, you put in for your choice of committees, usually, and then you're assigned uh, those committees as closely as possible as it will allow. Um, so I have some excellent um, folks on, on my committee that have had years of experience uh, in the legislature and in their mm, respective businesses as well. During the summertime, it's called an interim joint committee, and we have both the senators and, um, and uh, representatives on several committees that are combined together. Okay. So, yep. Well, um, we'll talk first about the small business part. I know that the work of small businesses, especially in the rural parts of the state, uh, they're so dependent on having a broadband connection. And uh, talk a little bit about the work that you have seen a lot of the uh, the rural and independent telecommunications companies, like those represented at this, uh, at this uh, meeting today, uh, the work that they are doing to provide that broadband technology to those businesses. Well, their, their main concern is being able to do that, exactly, to be able to provide that. And on the local level, they have folks that have their businesses, and they want to make sure that, that that's protected um, and that, you know, someone can't come in and just take over that, that area, that um, their territory, so to speak. So we want to be able to encourage that because, obviously, with their success, um, that, that brings in businesses to their area, or it keeps people that are there it keeps them staying there because then they open up businesses, they have internet um, access, and as we all know, you have to have that in, in the world today. So the concern is in, in some rural areas, it's very difficult to get that. And um, it's costly to both the providers if they can even get it, that out there. Um, and so, so we want to make sure that Kentucky, that everyone has access to that. And how do we go about doing that? When you look at it, this from a market um, perspective, you've got to look at the, you know, the risk-cost um, ratio there and see what it is that you can put in at what cost versus not having something in there and what cost to our citizens. And that's what I think the folks here are doing a very good job at, um, uh, at trying to maintain that balance and at encouraging that, encouraging business policy that foster their ability to do that. Well, you mentioned in the uh, address at lunch that uh, Kentucky's governor has a, a particular focus on uh, regulation, business regulation, and cutting regu uh, cutting regulations. And you mentioned something about a red tape cutting. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us a little bit about that. So that was one of the first um, um, initiatives that he put forward, and he uh, is always very transparent with, with the citizens of Kentucky. Uh, and so what he wanted to do was have everyone involved have a, um, uh, ability for them to access the, him. Uh, and uh, if they had issues, and his folks that were, are working on this, if they had issues with their businesses going forward or starting their business or some type of um, uh, a detriment to, to, that, to that business. He wanted to make sure that there was a pathway that someone could report what this particular regulation is. We have got thousands and thousands of regulations on the books. Some of them are, are, are so old that they're, they're not relevant anymore. And so he, the governor does have, there are, is a task force, there's a group of people that are going through those regulations and seeing which ones are not even applicable anymore. Um, and throwing those out. Uh, and so he wanted the input from people who are in day-to-day -day business uh, uh, with their communities and with communities outside their area to see if they were particularly perplexed um, by 
a particular, or stymied, their growth was stymied by a particular regulation, to report what that regulation is, what the what their issue with, with that regulation is, and then they would look at that and uh, uh, come up with some means of trying to alleviate that. Well, the, another part of the, the name of that committee, Small Business and Information Technology, uh, you touched on the importance of cybersecurity, and of course we've seen in the news recently you know, an another major attack. And uh, talk, talk about your focus on cybersecurity and the role you think your committee is going to play in that. I think I, I'm very committed to this, um, and and so are the committee members. Uh, and it is one of the, the as you mentioned, it is, it is a top focus for our committee. So our very first speaker with two speakers we had from Northern Kentucky area, both well-versed in cybersecurity issues and where, um, where that was progressing and uh, sort of an awareness because I think people tend to think, well, you know, I don't have it in my area, so, you know, it's, it's not really going to bother me. That's so wrong, that thought, because it, if it isn't in your area that you know of, it, number one, it may be and you just don't know of it yet because it hasn't hit, um, or two, it will be because it's such a um, uh, fast growing, this whole ransom issue where they, you know, they, they go in, they hack through to a bank, for example, and they get the records and they, they, they then ask for a ransom. But they're very smart because they ask for an amount that is just where the bank is going to think, for example, well, if I don't pay this, it's going to cost me more in litigation and customer goodwill and time. So they come in right under what that it'll be and you know, and I'm just using bank as an example, it's all across all across many, many uh, different industries. Um, and so it, it's it's a flat out ransom and, and people are paying it East Coast to the West Coast. Uh, in order to just be able to carry on with business, because you, you think about it, what everything has to be stopped. Then you've got to, it, it's just such a um, cumbersome effort to fight that, that um, they're, they're smart. They just come in right under that number and, well, you know, what are you going to do? So it's there. It's very, very real. Uh, that's on a monetary level, what, you know, what can be done, but cybersecurity issues obviously, you know, extend to far more than just the monetary um, aspect of it to, you know, international security and some of the things that we've seen going on now. So um, it's um, something we really need to pay close attention to. And I have put out an open call for people to come in and speak to the committee on cybersecurity issues, and I will try to fit that in as much as possible, given some notice so that we can have them um, address that. And, and that leads right into my next question. I was going to ask you... You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to ask you how... Um, the communicators and the management who are maybe listening to this podcast, uh, what are ways that they can help you in this position with this new committee? How, what kind of interaction are you looking for and how can they uh, support you in this role and be a resource for you and you for them? Well, thank you for that question because that is the key to resolving issues and uh, problems communication is. Uh, if I don't know about it, there's nothing I, you know, I will obviously will do about it. But those who are the experts in the field, those who wake up in the morning and this is their bread and butter, this is or this is their passion, this is what they want to do, they are most closely linked and follow that industry, um, you know, by the second as to what's going on. So they are the most important resource for me and the committee and for the rest of Kentucky to have, and it is them, because I would like them to come and speak with me, uh, you know, make um, call, call the office, call my cell number, um, and to discuss issues, and I will 
definitely take a look at those issues and hopefully have them come in and address the committee. I, I would want that very much, you know, for that to happen. Now, there are some issues that would, you know, can be lumped together as one. Even better, we can take that in as a whole, address those issues um, uh, in the committee or, um, uh, you know, in one fashion or another. But definitely the education is the answer and we in the committee need to be educated. So please contact your contact me, contact your state representative or senator and say, you know, you'd like to get this information through to me or call the main line in Frankfurt and, and ask to speak to me. And if I'm not there, you know, leave, uh, leave a note that's saying this is related to uh, telecom and uh, you'll get through. Great. Well, we will include uh, your contact information in the show notes uh, for this episode. So Good. people are listening to this online can uh, go to our website, storyconnect.com slash podcast, and uh, find your podcast and find that contact information. Now, you, uh, you also spoke on some things that, that people may not be uh, thinking about in terms of uh, small business or, or, or how it affects uh, information technology or that it may go beyond that. One thing I found interesting was the work that uh, you've had to do on uh, drones and how those are, uh, you know, some of the drones are affecting uh, perhaps the uh, commercial aircraft carriers and, you know, the airports. And those are things that I guess when we think about drones, we think about someone in their backyard. But some folks are doing some pretty crazy things with them, obviously. Yes, yes. So that, that again, is an evolving uh, industry from recreation to commercial uh, and uh, spectrum um, that uh, covers. They... Um, this will be. This was the fifth year that I had filed um, a bill on drone drone usage, and it's a comprehensive bill. Um, it is separate from the uh, what I call the airport drone bill, which is the one that I addressed in the, the meeting a few minutes ago. And that will, I guess, we can talk about the the airport one because that is one which was brought to me because of a concern for safety uh, with commercial flights. It, Air, there is a corridor um, over the airports where you have your um, approaches and your departures. And all that area, and I'm speaking in very general terms, but is controlled by uh, the FAA. If, if there's some type of interference by a drone right now, that can be reported to the FAA, and there's a lengthy process by which uh, that then comes back down to the person in the form of a penalty. So our airports believed that it was necessary to have local law enforcement have the ability to go after someone if they are interfering with this in this corridor and interfering with the safety of, of passenger flight. And so they came to me for, um, to sponsor this bill that they had put together. Um, and we um, worked with all the other airports in Kentucky that have paying passengers, so it's a specific type of air, airport. Um, and, uh, and, and worked out something with all of them that would allow for a, a reporting, uh, if you're going to fly a drone in that area, that you check in with the, um, with the operator of the field uh, that you use uh, the FAA maps or uh, before that came into effect, which it just did, rendering part of the, of the bill um, you know, not you know, not viable anymore. And that part of the bill was that until the FAA's the FAA came out with their maps, uh, we would use the map that the airport had there, and you could, you know, register online and see what the map was and see where you could fly, where you couldn't, um, and register to fly. Um, now the FAA they have come forward with these maps, so that's what we wanted in the first place. So we have some uniformity. So that's that bill, um, and that did uh, that uh, did pass. Um, the um, drone 
the other drone bill, which is this was the fifth year that I put that forward, addresses both the privacy rights interest and law enforcement use of it, business use of it, and it allows, again, it's a very fine balance between, I think we had 11 or 12 different groups on board that were supporting that all the way from uh, the Kentucky State Police uh, to um, ACLU. So it was um, it was quite a feat. Those those folks worked very hard together to come to uh, an agreement, making concessions here. You know the give and take process worked very well. Uh, difficult at times, no doubt about it. Five years worth of doing this, but um, they all came together, and uh, we have a bill which is a very good bill, um, which allows for law enforcement to do what they need to do. And it was always in there that law enforcement, if they see a child being abducted, they didn't, you know, just send the drone out, go after, get the information um, so that you can let your local law enforcement know, you know, where they're traveling to to arrest them to, to save the child or in the case of, um, you know, fire or a chemical spill or something along the lines. They, they always had the, the ability to do that in from the beginning in the bill. Uh, five years ago, um, we what I had put in there was a search warrant is necessary unless exigent circumstances exist, which means that unless one of these other types, these examples that I gave you, you would normally need a search warrant. So that's still there uh, because we want to make sure they just you just can't go out and you know send a drone and you know have it chasing somebody they think might be. Um, a suspect. If they are a suspect, they have the ability to do that. Um, their information that they collect, it can be used uh, now to, um, uh, in, a, in a court of law in a proceeding, to um, go after somebody who has used used uh, a drone in a way in which they should not have used this. So we have that. Um, it also protects um, you as a, a homeowner, for example, if you're out in the backyard, you're in the hot tub, and you got a drone. You know that example instead of shooting him down, um, which you know in some cases. Well, which has actually happened. Um, now you do have law enforcement has the ability to go after someone for harassment or nuisance under our existing law. We just are now saying this applies to the use of drones in this manner. Um, and so they're uh, they're very pleased about being able to do that. Businesses are encouraged to use a drone for all uh, lawful legal business purposes. So if, for example, you have an agric uh, it's agriculture and you have a farm, and you've got you know a thousand acres on this side of the road, and then you have to cross someone's property to get to your other thousand acres to check the back fence or the crops, you know, or or the cows in the back there, um, you have um, the ability. That's a lawful business use to go from point A to your field, cross over the other person's to get there. Uh, educational purposes, now on this last bill, uh, the earlier bills had higher education, could use this for research and testing. And then I had high school um, folks come in and, and say, and, and the folks that were representing them come in the boards to come in uh, and ask, so well, what about our high school students? Because we, and so, great, you know, great point. So we included that in as well. So there is, um, you know, this expansion of that, and there's a protection for our first responders. There have been a number of cases, and I don't think it's happened in Kentucky, um, but it has happened elsewhere where there's been interference with a first responder. They're trying to get to, um, say, a fire uh, situation, and uh, someone obviously sees a fire in their, you know, neighborhood, and they're, they send a drone in to film that. Well, that that's an interference with uh, with a first responder, and we do not want that to happen because of utmost importance is the safety of the people and letting the first responders do their job. So we have something in there um, that that there what, would someone would incur a penalty, um, you know, for doing that, and then a severe penalty if they did that um, um, more than one time. 
Uh, so it really, it's a lot too long for this discussion now, but it covers um, a wide range of areas and it is important to get that bill out there because um, we want to have some type of basis for our law, our law enforcement to do what they need to do. We want to have some type of privacy rights uh, for our, our citizens to be able to say you're infringing on, on this particular right. Um, and yet we want businesses to be, we want to be friendly for businesses, for drone businesses in Kentucky. We now have Amazon coming in. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they use drones and, and, and they have been testing their drones and doing that overseas in Scotland. We certainly hope they'll take a look at at uh, Kentucky, um, and I know there are folks that are working on that. Uh, so you know, there's just there's we're very technologically friendly, um, but we want to make sure that we've got some other things that are in there. Uh, and this, you know, was something that our aviation folks worked on. You know, all the way our Kentucky State Police and on down um, to uh, our ACLU folks as well. So, yep. Um, one more question back to the. Um Small Business and Information Technology Committee. Are there, um, what other topics are on the horizon you think that your committee is going to be dealing with? Um, I think it's pretty, it's open to, you know, a number number of topics. I know that um, in June we're actually having, uh, we're hosting our legislators from across the straight state up in Northern Kentucky. And um, so uh, Small Business and IT is one of the committees that will be um, holding a meeting there that day. And so we're having folks that are coming in and speaking on innovation and um um, you know, new businesses starting up and what draws them to Kentucky. I have one of the speakers is a, a woman coming in from California who had a business in California and she decided to move to Kentucky and to Covington, Kentucky area to, to um, uh, start her business or to continue her business there. Um, and so and we have um, new technology and innovation that's going to be presented also uh, with our third speaker. Um, um, and so it's it really it's almost what your mind can come up with. Probably there is a relation to business, small business, innovation, communication, um, you know, the security issues. All of that is um, is uh, the, the the committee encompasses. So I foresee that in addition to this June one uh, meeting, uh, which will be very exciting, really, because they are talking about some very new ways of bringing businesses in and, and um, as I said, e-commerce e and uh, innovation. And um, in, in addition to that, I mean, I see that there will be other um, other topics that will be coming up on down the line. We are looking at uh, our, our film industry, which is a growing industry in Kentucky. It's a very exciting industry. We've got, I don't think it's the last, the last I heard was 17 some films coming in this year. Um, in the next 12 months, I was just uh, attended, uh, had attended a one where Robert Redford up in Northern Kentucky was filming and he was sitting about the distance maybe twice the distance from where you and I are um, from each other um, in a film that they're doing up there. And the film industry uses drones. So here we are. And then the film industry also then has the peripheral businesses that, that come along with the filming of this. So it all ties in together. And this is what, you know, is, is so exciting about all of this is that um, it's just not, uh, you know, uh, cut and dried that it's this 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 industry or this industry, but they they interact and they grow and they evolve And so all of these things are things that we're you know looking to to hear from these businesses and to help um, Help in their progress 
Well, I can't think of a more exciting uh, committee assignment that you could have, especially this day and time. I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm so thankful that leadership uh, elected to do this and put this together. And they, I think they were very wise in, in combining small business with information technology. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, Liz, it has been a delight to have you today. My guest on Story Connect the Podcast has been uh, State Representative Diane St. Ange, and it's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so, so much for having me here today. It has been my honor. And you're listening to Story Connect the Podcast. We are recording live at the Kentucky Telecom Association annual meeting here in Lexington, Kentucky. Keep listening to, to Story, Connect. Story Connect live at, uh, you can download at Apple iTunes on Stitcher and by visiting storyconnect.com slash podcast. Keep listening and until we meet again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect the Podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.